This is the Emirates Diary podcast, episode one. Welcome to the Emirates Diary podcast. Views and interviews from industry leaders on jobs, labor laws, and much more. Here's your host, Deepak Machado. Hello there, everyone. How are you doing? This is Deepak here again, and I'm so excited today. to present you the emirates diary podcast i have been preparing this for or thinking about this for a very very long time and today is the day that emirates diary podcast has been launched and today i have a very very special guest to enlighten your knowledge on uae labor law and the first episode we have tenji makanda from taylor wessing lawyer firms Tenji, how are you doing today? I'm fine, Deepak. How are you? Yeah, why don't we start by uh, introducing yourself first, so then we can get on to the uh, the podcast uh, episode. Okay, and um, thank you very much for that. Um, so my name is Tenji Makanda. I am a senior associate at Taylor Wessing. Um, Taylor Wessing is an international law firm. We have 28 offices in um, 17 jurisdictions. and we have been in the middle east for nearly 20 years um our firm has very strong relationships with um you know some of the main players in the region um government entities banking institutions global corporate entities and we advise on all aspects of business law so that would include employment which is a my department um corporate departments commercial banking and finance construction real estate and dispute resolution Um so I'm here I'm exclusively an employment lawyer and I'm here to assist you as best as I can. Thank you very much Tenji that was a nice introduction from you. So let's just get into the episode today. What we are going to cover today is what happened recently in the labor law. What changes that have happened and and the objective of this episode is to understand what changes have happened and how how we as employees or employers need to get ready. uh when it comes to uh labor laws and changes and all this stuff so there are there were three things that happened in the recent changes in the uh ua labor law re- resolutions uh, in the terms of uh, number 764 765 and 766 so in this episode we will cover the resolution 764 uh regards to the standard offer letter uh, tenji tell me one thing why why has MOL or Ministry of Labour done this change in the uh, resolution. What changes have they done, and why they have done? Okay, so um, the first one is, as you said correctly, seven six four. That's the introduction of a mandatory um, offer letter. Um, so just to give you kind of a brief overview of what that means in practice, particularly for employers. and um, it basically means that an entry permit will not be granted to, to an, expa- an expatriate employee unless an offer um has actually been filed with the ministry of labor and the terms and conditions of the employment relationship will also be filed with the ministry of labor um the benefit of this um change i think is really to try and um promote transparency and openness between the employee and the employer in the past i mean as an employment lawyer many times i've come across expatriates who 
would um, complain that the terms and conditions that they were offered when they were in their home country were more attractive than the terms and conditions that they finally see at, in the Ministry of Labor um, contract. Um, at the time that they actually see the contract, sometimes it's weeks after they've actually arrived and moved um, to the UAE. And they're in a very weak position, unable to negotiate with their employer. Um, and as those of us who live in the UAE know that as an expatriate, your residency is li linked to your sponsorship. Um, so employees were often in a very weak position and had to accept whatever the employer is offering because um, more, they've more than likely, uh, you know, resigned from their job in their home country, sold their belongings and, and, you know, packed up to the UAE. So this is really a good way of ensuring that whatever offer they receive when they're in their home country is exactly what they will um, get when they get to the UAE. And um, I think it will also kind of reduce the number of claims um, that the Ministry of Labour have to deal with. Um, we currently know that the, the number of claims at the Ministry of Labour have been increasing over the years. Um, and this hopefully should reduce the, the number of complaints that the Ministry of Labour have to deal with. And in the local press, we also saw recently that the Ministry of Labour has taken one step further and said, not only will you have the offer, but the offer letter should actually be, it can be translated into a couple of languages that can be recognized by the majority of the expats who come here. And I think that's a really positive change. And because, you know, historically it's always been an English and Arabic um, version of the um, yes. contract. So according, uh, yeah, according to this, we have another nine um, languages which have just been approved. So um, I've got the list here. It's Bengali, um, Chinese, Dari, Hindi, Malayalam, Nepalese, Sri Lankan, Tamil, and Urdu languages. And these have been, according to the stats, uh, you know, the highest number of expatriates yeah. that are... Um, you know, in the UAE. So this will be really beneficial. And I, I think, um, you know, expatriates will no longer be able to say that they don't understand the terms and conditions um, that, you know, they received because it was in English or because it was in Arabic. Um, but hopefully, you know, it will be in a language that the expats are familiar with. Absolutely, Tenji. Thank you very much. It, it cleared a lot of air for me here. I mean, I re I receive a lot of queries uh, on my forum and on the, through the comments on EmiratesDiary.com. One of the frequent questions that I received was this, that an employee gets offered when he was like, let's say he was in India or Pakistan, and he received an offer there. And uh, when he came here, the terms have changed. I mean, this was like illogical for yeah. me. And I think employers were misusing uh the the their uh, their stand or their stance uh, or taking advantage of employees who didn't have knowledge of uh, local laws um actually yes. who 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 benefits more out of this is it the employees or is it employer or mol what do you think and um, i i think the employees will benefit most um most of all simply because whatever um, has been offered to them you know, the employer will be bound to. 
I think the employer, as long as they were a good employer, it really will make a difference to a good employer anyway. But you have the employer, uh, the employers who are maybe more crafty um, and were not being totally transparent until the expat is in the UAE. So um, obviously they may not be um, happy with these changes. I mean, some of the other, you know, kind of terms and conditions that were not so transparent were um, things like um, the breakdown between basic salary and allowances. Yeah. So the employer might just say, oh, you're going to receive, I don't know, 6,000 dirhams when you arrive to the UAE. But when they actually come and see the contract and they discover that the breakdown between, um, you know, basic salary and allowances is not quite proportionate, which obviously um, will have a, an impact on the end of service gratuity when they leave. So it's small kind of issues like that will be ironed out by being totally transparent. Um, but if anything, I think all parties should benefit um, because everyone's clear the Ministry of Labour will benefit by not having so many complaints. Um, and this is obviously a response to the, the number of complaints and some of the, the matters or issues that they were dealing with. Yes, absolutely. And uh, yes. I, as, as far as uh, employers are concerned, I mean, have you come across any cases in your uh, firm where employees have come and raised these concerns that they were offered X amount of salary or X, this uh, certain designation, but when they came and joined their work, their designations have been changed, their description of their jobs have been changed, their salaries have been changed. Have you come across any examples in the past? Was it that serious that oh, yes, uh, a lot of employers were uh, misusing uh, the, their positions? Um, yeah, I've, I've come across many um, instances where an, an expatriate will say that either the terms and conditions were not were, or were not um, as offered initially or the actual duties, the role that they thought they were coming to undertake when they got here was totally different. Um, so, yeah, that is actually a, quite a common um, cause for complaint um, out here. Um, but hopefully, you know, steps like this will will ensure that there's a lot of transparency between the parties. I mean, we need to also remember that, you know, the, the UAE is quite a young jurisdiction in terms of the labor law, only 1980s compared to maybe other countries which have yes. had it for a lot longer, There's a lot of development. Yeah. Um, so, you know, these are the changes that will come. Um, and the Ministry of Labour is obviously listening to, um, you know, the workforce and, and identifying the issues and slowly the amendments will come. Absolutely. Uh, as, I mean, I've received, just today I received an email from uh, one person who who is a graduate who, who got offered uh, a job uh, in one of the, I mean, I wouldn't say prestigious, but they're a well-known company. And he, he expected to be an accountant. But when he came here, I mean, and he was offered a salary of around uh, eight, nine thousand. And uh, when he came here, he was offered a job of a delivery man. I mean, uh, that is something uh, which surprised me that companies can stoop to such levels uh, when uh, in in terms of transparency. So what I feel is what MOL or Ministry of Labor, what they have done. I mean, it's absolutely um, uh, timely that they have done. Uh, uh, and uh, has these be already been implemented implemented in uh, Ministry of Labour? I mean, are, are the new uh, offer letters or any uh, employment offers that are generated, are they done through Ministry of Labour already or is it just a start or we are yet to see 
cases go through this system? Well, um, according to the decrees, it was effective on the 1st of January. So, um, technically speaking, it should it should already be operational. I mean, because it's still very new, just a couple of weeks, I'm still yet to um, come across clients who've actually dealt with it. But I'm sure it won't be long. Thank you very much for listening to the Emirates Diary podcast episode number one. I would like to especially thank Tenji Makanda for taking time for this episode. Also, I'd like to thank my friend Mr. Arun Dialmeda who prepared the intro and outros for this podcast. Thank you very much everyone who has, who has supported and I hope and believe to get your support in the future. See you on the episode 2. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Emirates Diary Podcast with your host, Deepak Machado. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to stay updated. For more information about Deepak and this podcast, head over to www.emiratesdiary.com.